All right, Heima Black here at B96. Man, this is very nice. I'm here with Roman <laughs> from Jump Smokers and B96. Yeah. Um, normally when we do podcast interviews, it's just me and my handheld. And you invited us here Dude, to record got, in the station. We got the equipment, bro. We got the board. We got the mics. I figure, you know, we got this stuff. May as well use it, right? It's very generous, man. Uh, thank you so much for having us up here and for taking some time for Dynasty Podcast, man. I yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you for coming back for a second time, as you told me. This is our <laughs> yeah. second time doing this podcast. So It is, man. We had you over the phone in 2010, yeah, uh-huh. which is a lifetime ago, yeah. before you guys played Bamboozle. Yeah, that was a cool little festival with, I think, Cobra Starship and maybe 303 or something like that. Right, but, all those uh, kind of bands, yeah. We didn't invite you up here back then, but now we're like, you know what, second time, let's give you the, the red carpet treatment, and uh, here we go. Very plush. <laughs> uh, man, so it has been a really awesome, busy year for Jump Smokers, yeah. it looks like. Uh, how has 2014 <laughs> treated you guys? Man, it's been the best year of our lives, for real. Uh, you know, we started out, you know, we've always kind of, the past few years, have uh, built up a lot of momentum with the remixes. You know, we've kind of been tabbed uh, the king of the remixes, and, uh, you know, if, if there's anything that we're super confident in, it's remixes. We've done everything from from Mariah Carey to Rihanna to Usher to Rod Stewart to Celine Dion. Like, we're kind of the go-to guys for remixes. So, but, you know, you, you kind of, you build up, you build up, and you kind of get at, like, this level where it's like, okay, now what can we do? And, you know, for us, remixes was a, a springboard to original production. So we started, you know, uh, reaching out to different artists from uh, Frankie J to Baby Bash to Pitbull. Um, original production was kind of our thing. Well, uh, 2014 brought something that we didn't think would ever happen again, and that was a major uh, arena tour with Pitbull. And Enrique Iglesias. Just so, two indie artists. I mean, yeah, just two yeah. little artists. I mean, that you may or may not have heard of. Last sure. year in, uh, in 13, we toured with Pitbull and uh, Kesha. And right. that was a great experience, but we didn't, one of, those th- one of those things where we didn't think it was ever going to happen again or didn't know it was going to happen again. So sure enough, Pitbull calls, I want to say in the summer, and goes, yo, I'm going on the road with Enrique. We want to have you guys there with us. And we jumped at the chance. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, 23 or 25 shows, 300,000 people we performed in front of and uh, performed in front of uh, Madison Square Garden, the Staples Center in L.A. We did Allstate Arena here in Chicago. Like, it was a dream come true to be on that tour. And, um, you know, here I sit with you. The tour has been completed. And actually, some really cool news is that we're going back on the road with them uh, end of January for the second leg of the uh, Pitbull Enrique Iglesias tour. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So you covered a whole bunch of stuff that I want to talk to you <laughs> I'm about. I'm a talker, dude. I'm a yeah, talker. Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's fine. You're in radio. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of move through those things one by one. Yeah. A, in no order, does Pitbull make that call? Does Pitbull yeah. call no, you? Pitbull on... literally called my cell phone and was like, he calls me Papo. Hey, Papo, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I was a steak and shake. I don't know what I was doing. Sure. And he's like, uh, hey, I'm going, I'm going on the road with Enrique Iglesias, and we would love to have you guys perform. And yeah, literally, I mean, like, it's not like his manager called my manager. Pitbull actually called me. And um, he's cool like that. Like him and I talk like that. And and uh, as we talk in this podcast, you know, when it comes to production and remixes, I'll, I'll send it to him directly. And he'll give me feedback directly and say, okay, this is dope, but change this. Like Pitbull himself does that, which is pretty cool. That's insane. I yeah. mean, is he, you know, as cool as you get this impression of Pitbull. You see yeah. him in his music videos and he looks like a dude who's having the most fun of uh-huh. anyone on earth. Is that who he- I've been blessed in my life to meet a lot of celebrities and artists, uh, not just from Jump Smokers, but from B96 as well. Sure, sure. Everybody you could think of. Pitbull is the greatest guy I have ever met <laughs> in my entire life. The most humble, down-to-earth, coolest dude ever, man. He's, he just he makes you feel like your family. And uh, it's funny because he actually opened up a summer batch of ours back in, I mean, I don't even know, 
five, six, seven, eight years ago, okay? Sure. He opened up, he was wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and we were cool to him back then. Now he's the biggest artist on the planet, and I've seen him rise. He's the same guy. He's so cool. Like, I'm, I'm not joking. We've had, like, problems in the past with, like, our record label and this and this and this, where you can't get someone to call you back in two months. Sure. I'll write Pitbull an email, and two minutes later, he'll respond. Again, this is the biggest artist on the planet, so that's how cool he is. You know, he's, he's very approachable, very accessible, and just an overall really good dude. That's legit, man. That's so cool to hear. So, mm-hmm. so you talked about, like I said, a whole bunch of awesome things, yeah. playing Madison Square Garden and stuff. Mm-hmm. When did music start for you in your life? Like, I would love to kind of get the origin of that because yeah. it's really amazing to go from, like, however it must have started to you, for you, to, like, playing Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, my, you know, my story is, is, is crazy. Uh, I, I, I wrote songs ever since I was a little kid. You know, I, I was writing, I guess it started as poems, but then kind of turned into songs when you're, like, in third grade, fourth grade. And then I had my little rock group in sixth grade. I had my little dance group in eighth grade. You know, just trying to, like, do things. Um, then I got into uh, um, being a mobile DJ. So I was, like, a disc jockey. I would do, like, a... Uh, I would DJ school dances and weddings and all those things. And that kind of got me my stage presence. And then I started performing with my group and festivals. Um, I'm talking like the Glendale Heights Fest and the Bloomingdale September Fest, not festivals like EDM festivals, you know, Um, (laughs) not ultra. Right, right, right. You know, this was like locally. And then, um, I, back in the day, I was in a boy band, and after that, I went solo, and I had a couple uh, ballads that I wrote and sang that were pretty big hits across the country. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm not fake because I always loved dance music. Being from Chicago, it's the birth of house music, you know, and I grew up loving Fast Eddie and uh, loving uh, Bad Boy Bill and all of his mixtapes. I had all those things, you know. Uh, you couldn't be from Chicago and grow up in Chicago without loving Percolator and, and uh, all, those, all those songs. So um, Out Here Brothers and, you know, all those great, great songs. So when eventually I got to a point where I created this group with Flipside and, and back in the day with a guy named Tony Arzadon, uh, it wasn't something that we were faking. It was something that we loved. Dance music was in our blood. So now, you know, that's how we got from my individual path, Flipside's individual path from hip hop, kind of more of a background for him, but we've always loved dance music. So to be able to do this now on a grander scale at Madison Square Garden on the Pitbull Enrique Iglesias tour, it's not fake, it's authentic. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a cool feeling, but it, it's funny. Now I realize why I love dance music so much growing up. It's just, it's it's so much fun. It's so much party. It's so much, uh, you know, people dancing. It's, it's a it's, language. It's a language, you know. And uh, and we've always wanted to 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 represent Chicago the best of our ability because house music did come from Chicago. You know how I know that you've been into electronic music much longer than it's been a popular fad because uh-huh. you called it dance music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody who discovered yeah. EDM in the last no. three years calls it dance music. I didn't even know what EDM was, bro. And I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I still don't even know what EDM is to a point where it's like, you know, what's so different of a, uh, 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 out here brother song back in the day that I grew up to or fast Eddie to what uh, Pitbull is doing on top of dance beats right now. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I grew up loving hip house music actually was what it was called. Fast Eddie, cool rock steady. Um, those guys were like hip house artists, you know, uh, Mr. Lee two in a room, those guys. So I love that stuff. I love the rapping over house music beats. I love that. Well, that's what Pitbull is doing. Right. To a lesser extent, Flo Rider was doing that for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I have mad respect for Pitbull, and, and people can say what they want about him being too commercial or whatever, whatever. He's got a great flow, and he embraced dance music very early on. That's one thing about Pit that I'll, I'll give him credit for. He was a battle rapper growing up, so he can, he can rap, but he embraced dance music too. So he's, I, I said in, in an interview a couple weeks ago, he's doing like what I love hip house music. He's doing hip house 2014, 2015 style. He kind of taken that and ran with it, whether he knows it or not. 
Well, we're, I think we're living in this like very, very interesting time for a lot of genres mm-hmm. where like, you remember when we were working at P96, yeah. you know, dance music didn't used to be the same thing as pop music. Right. And now it's, it's really, it's one of the same. It's one of the same. Something that's really funny. I, we worked with Pitt and Enrique on this tour and they both are into this deep house thing right now. Right. And they call it deep house, which is like, you know, clean bandit, uh, Kaija, those kind they, they love those kind of records. You right. Know? Well, we're making these beats that, that, that Pitt and Enrique are calling deep house. It's nineties house music. Literally flip and I are making beats that are nineties house music beats, but they're being called deep house right now because it's the new it's the new sound of dance music, the new sound of EDM music. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's kind of funny that you know, growing up in Chicago, we've seen this kind of this circle. And and who who's more qualified to make these beats than people that actually grew up loving that music and fans of that music, which uh, the Jump Smokers definitely were. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting because now everybody is a fan of this kind of music, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, like you said, you've been able to have this awesome career built on remixing yeah. pop artists, and you guys have remixed. Everyone, everyone uh-huh. from the pop spectrum and then some. Yeah. You know, how does that process happen? Do you just literally select a song you like? Do you have artists reach out to you and say, hey, can you remix yeah. it? Yeah, what it, it, it's gotten to a point uh, we have been hired by the artist labels. So whether the artist reaches out to us or the label reaches out to us, every remix we've done has been uh, um, a commission remix. It's been a legal remix from the label. And they what they do is they call us up. Our manager negotiates the price with the label. They send us the acapella. Uh, I'd say eight times out of ten, I can reduce that fraction. One time out of five. Um, no, no, no. I'm an idiot. Don't, don't play that. <laughs> four times out of five. I did go to college, I promise. Um, four times out of five, we don't even listen to the original song. Mm-hmm. We just take the acapella. And then what happens is, is that we'll produce original music under that acapella. So that's kind of how our, our remix happens. And so when I say that we've gotten to a point where remixes we've done over 150 remixes, by the way, like tons of remixes, but we're really producing original tracks just with an acapella. So now that we're, we're, we're changing and we're morphing into production, original production, we've been doing that for four or five years. They've just been called remixes because they've come under a song that you've already heard of. But we're honestly producing, we've been producing tracks originally, and now that's what we're doing moving forward. And in 2015 is like producing songs for Pitbull and Enrique, but original songs and, um, you know, and, and hopefully you'll hear a couple of them on their new albums. I mean, that's crazy. You know, when did Jump Smokers start? About five years ago? Uh, 2009, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How have you seen, you know, the music culture, all these things change, you know, dance EDM culture, or how has the process changed for you and Flipside in that five years? Uh, in five years, we actually, well, we started as uh, me, Flipside, and Tony Arzanam, and then we decided to split ways. So Tony is still, we're still good friends with Tony, and he's doing his thing and stuff. And so, um, and then we brought somebody else in the group who we have since parted ways with. So just in the five years, from a member standpoint, we've changed a little bit here and there. Uh, but Flipside and I were always in from, from, from day one. And so uh, that's, it's always going to be me and Flip from here on out. Uh, we have a guy named Johnny Digital who does all of our visuals in the background and all of the designs you see and all the websites and all the blog and everything. And he makes it look really, really clean. So he, he was an original member as well. So just our group has changed like that, but also I think we've gotten better. Um, I, 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 this is horrible to say, but I wouldn't recommend going to buy our album, Kings of the Dance Floor. It's not who we are today. Uh, what happened was, is that um, back in 2009, we had a lot of success over a uh, Chris Brown disc record. Called that was my, like when we chatted. Yep, my flow so when. tight. It got us, it basically made this group uh, a real legit group because overnight success happened 
and all of a sudden we have fans and we have people that are checking for us and all we weren't even thinking about remixes back then we just we made a, a disc record on chris brown and all of a sudden it was an overnight success well now the label we signed a record label uh, a record deal and they want a full album we didn't even know who we are bro we did an album we had a song called don't be a douchebag uh you know we did these novelty <laughs> records early on you know and um and I'm so glad that we stopped doing that because I'll tell you how Pitbull saved this group. Chris Brown, Diz Record, My Fossil Type, and Don't Be a Douchebag, two back-to-back -back novelty records. Pitbull called us up and was like, yo, I got an acapella. No one's ever heard. Your guys' beats are dope. Make a beat to this song. Let's make it a hit. So we did, he gave us an acapella for a song called Now You See It that no one had ever heard before. Well, we did the beats and Now You See It, and to this day, it's our, probably our biggest international club record. It was a huge hit overseas, um, and Pitbull, that record kind of like validated us from not being novelty anymore. It was like, yo, these guys can really bang out tracks, and this song isn't funny. It's just a good song. Pitbull's on it. Oh, my God. Like, it's, it's, it's credible. So, you know, who knows what we would have done without that phone call from Pitt, but Pitt really kind of turned us from a novelty group into, like, a legit production team and a legit group. And um, so my, my point is, is that first album isn't really true to who we are today. We've only put out one album on Ultra Records, um, and we are no longer with them, so we put out a couple EPs since then. That's more of who we are, the Whisper EP, Volume 1, and then uh, uh, the Voice in the Beats with Paul Dionda, which I stand behind that project a thousand percent. That record is really, really dope. It's got four or five songs on it. Um, so anyways, my point of the matter is we're not the same group we were five years ago. Now we know more of who we are, and our next full-length album will be a true representation of who we are today. Do you know, like, you know, do you have any idea when that's coming out? Is it a 2015 project? Yeah, it it'll just... be next year. Uh, we, we are still unsigned. We are uh, negotiating with a few different labels and trying to get the right. We were in a very bad situation for about four years. So that's why you've only heard one album from us. And it sucks because we've had so many songs that have been either wasted or are put on the back burner because we just didn't see eye to eye with the label. You've heard that story a million times on different artists. Sure. We are no different. We are free agents right now. We are weighing our options. We put out a couple things independently, but yeah, full-length album, you can expect next year for sure from us. How much of what you guys are doing is self-managed? You know, like 100%. doing things like ending up on a Pitbull tour, which, yep. you know, I know a billion DJs who would kill yeah. for that opportunity. Uh, 100% it's all us. Uh, that Us being on the Pitbull tour was because of our relationship with Pitbull. And the fact that we remixed all of his songs, he loved them all. We gave him tons of beats for him to produce, for him to rap over, and uh, like original productions. He loved our beats. Um, he gave us an opportunity uh, last summer in the Pitbull Kesha tour, and we obviously we were given a phenomenal opportunity, but we had to do good to be asked back, and we did. We killed it last summer, and he asked us back to do the Enrique tour this this fall, and we obviously did very good this time around too because he asked us back for the second leg next uh you know next early winter so um that tour those tours have happened because of our relationship with him all of our remixes have happened because we deliver you know what i'm saying like if here's the deal we we started remixes early on maybe with a few favors from our manager eric bradley because he works for b96 he's a very respected guy we got a lot of hatred for that early on like well why are they getting mariah carey acapellas yada 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 here's the deal a favor may have gotten us a Mariah Carey acapella, but the work that we did and the remix we put out got us the next people to call us. You know, if we would have gotten that one favor with Mariah Carey and we did a horrible remix, she wouldn't have put it on her album. Right. We wouldn't have been called by Neo's people, by Rihanna's people, by Usher's people. Um, so 
you know, it's one of those things where like favors and luck may get you in the door, but you got to have solid work. 150 remixes later, we obviously do good work for us to be that hot in demand on the remix tip. Because if we just had a favor and we flopped, no one would be calling us. A favor does not buy you a five-year career. Right, exactly. It, it might get you a couple of gigs, like you're yeah. saying. Yeah, and yeah. I think people, they lose sight of that. And there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of people who want to be artists that don't want to do the work. Absolutely, They right. want to be on that pit bull tour. Yeah. They want to party. They want to yeah. be on Ultra Records. They don't want to do the things that get you. Absolutely. You know, we, that is one thing, you know, Flipside is, is, is a beast, man. He, he produces, he's up till five, six in the morning producing the records that we do or doing the remixes that we do, uh, preparing the sets that we play on the Pitbull tour. Um, it's, there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, you know, and, and yeah, we weren't just given anything. Uh, if we would have, if we had one little opportunity to perform with Pit, you know, people don't realize we actually toured with Pitbull back in 2010, when Now You See It was out, he had us open up for him um, on his tour back then. Now, he wasn't as big as he is now, but it was still, we were doing like the Nokia Theater in LA and the Nokia Theater, I think, in New York as well. Um, if we sucked, he wouldn't have messed with us anymore. You know, sure. he saw something in us. And um, as you can tell, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Pitbull. He is very much responsible for our, our, our group and the success of our group and where we're at today, 2014. Well, you know, man, um, just one or two more questions for you. Uh, yeah. You guys, obviously working at the United Six, being mm -hmm. in Jump Smokers, and, and coming from the backgrounds that you're talking about, sincere passion for music. Yeah. Uh, who's on your radar, whether it's like a local artist, whether it's local DJs, whether it's big pop acts, like, who are you guys loving, or who's next, or who do you think people don't know about? <clears throat> well, very good question. Um, uh, that's a very good question. I wasn't pre prepared for that. I, <laughs> I, I will say uh, that as artists, Jump Smokers you guys don't really know about us as artists. We are remixers. We are producers. You know, we're also artists. We, we, we have some records that can be radio smashes, we think. So it's like people know of us as remixers and producers and maybe DJs that tour, but they don't know about our songs, our original songs. We really haven't had a label that pushed us. Um, so as like up-and-coming artists, I still think you, st you guys still are going to be surprised at what Jump Smokers can be. That being said, there's a vocalist out of Chicago that I love. Her name's Neomza. Yes. I love Neomza. Yeah. I think she's so dope. We've worked with her a couple times uh, in, in Chicago, and I think that she's got a cool vibe and a cool voice and a, and a, and a, and a great look, and I love Neomza personally. That you song, to, Medicine. Yeah, yeah. She, dope. She's dope. We, we actually did two records with her. Um, unfortunately, they haven't come out because, you know, the situations and stuff. Uh, a song we do with Paul Dion, The Strangers, Neomza sang the original hook to that song that I wrote. So um, you you can you can get our, our project of Paul Dion, a song called Strangers, that was originally with Neomza. Um, so we've been checking for Neomza for a long time. You have to ask Flipside who his artists are to I watch because will. he's got a different opinion than me. I just I've always loved Neomza, um, but I, I can't think of anybody else from Chicago that's like new you haven't heard of. A guy named Kanye West you might want to check for. He's really good. I'll look um, him up if you say so, man. <laughs> but no, if you but say I, so. And I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to like toot our own horns, man. But sure. like uh, Jump Smokers. You guys have not seen us as artists yet, and I'm really excited for that because we're going to put a, a record out to radio next next year, early next year, um, that's going to surprise some people because, like, we also do original songs for ourselves, and no one's really seen that before. So, so be on the lookout for that as well. All right, man. Uh, this has been fantastic. Here's what I'd love to do yeah. if you were open to it mm -hmm. sometime next year. And I know you're going to be on the Pitbull Tour yeah. you know, next year, but... Um, you know, with Dynasty Podcast, we do a lot of panel events and industry events throughout the city. Mm -hmm. I would love to do some kind of like panel or workshop with you yeah. sometime in 2015 to talk about all the self-management, all the self-promotion, yeah. all the like 
everything you're talking about, I think a lot of people need to hear. Yeah. Not just through this podcast, but from a live audience. Man. That'd be great. We're down, man. We're, we, you know, uh, Flip and I are both born and raised here in Chicago. Yeah. So it's so cool to be representing Chicago. And it, when you hear any of our original material, I put Chicago in every lyric I can. Any song I can, I want to drop to Chi-Town or something like that because... You know, we are the birthplace of house music, and, and we grew up loving this music, and we love the city. And um, so anything we can do to, like, represent for the city and give back, and, and um, we're, we're down. So you don't even got to ask me twice, bro. We'll do it for sure. All right, man. Let's make it happen. Um, Roman from Jump Smokers and B96, man. It was great to do this in person. Yeah. This is fantastic having us up in the studio. Yeah. Man. Thank you Looks so much good, for taking right? the time. Looks pretty good. Looks real good. <laughs> Thank you, man. I really well, appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming back for a second podcast, bro. And, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep supporting us, and we'll keep supporting Chicago. I love it, man. Thanks. Yep.